0: She raised her chin. What do you mean? Juliet refused to give an inch. It was a matter of pride. She had been broken once. She no longer needed sympathy. Juliet, it's me. I know when something's wrong, reminded Hermione. Juliet sighed. That was true. Hermione did always know when she was trying to pretend that everything was fine. She had always known. "'It's nothing,' mumbled Juliet. How on earth could she explain that she had met a stranger's eyes across the shop? They had kissed. And now she couldn't stop thinking about him. The idea of trying to put it into words made her cringe. Hermione, bless her, had a very practical mind— she would point out that it made no real sense. Since Juliet agreed with that assessment, there was no point in trying to tell her about it. There was no point in trying to deny it. So Juliet did the only thing she could do. She changed the subject. Heard from Tony lately? Antonio was usually a dependable topic of conversation. There was never a lack of things to talk about. Hermione snorted so loudly that Juliet giggled. That silly ass, I tell you, Jules, there's nothing to be done with him. Mama gave him more of his inheritance, and I think he's gone through all of it again. I have a feeling he's in trouble. He called Jack, you know. Juliet was surprised. But he knows very well that Jack doesn't think very highly of him. Yes, he does. And that means he's desperate, which means that he's broke. That's the only time he's desperate. If he had anything left at all, he would have been as cocky as ever. Juliet turned to look at Hermione, concerned. Do you think he's in legal trouble? I know he's a bit of an ass, but he's our baby brother, you know. People are not babies when they're thirty-five, Jules. You were standing on your own feet despite everything when you were 28. If he had to deal with anything like that, he would have just let himself be crushed. He's far too old for that excuse anymore. Just because he's the baby of the family doesn't mean he's still actually a baby. Juliet knew, of course, that Hermione was right. Still, we can't let him be in trouble, Hermione. Hermione sighed. I don't think we have to worry about that. Mama will always bail him out, no matter what, even if Dad doesn't really want to. That reminds me have you even seen Dad since after we got home? Juliet was puzzled. Their father wasn't exactly the family man, but being home for dinner when Hermione, Juliet, and two of his grandchildren were home was something that could reasonably have been expected from him. You know, I think there's a bit of a frost between Mama and Dad. Mama hasn't talked about Dad at all for a while. I don't really know what's going on, confessed Hermione. She looked a bit ashamed. She could usually be counted on to know what was going on. They were silent for a moment as they walked into the restaurant, Liz trailing behind them now, on her phone. It feels like everything's just waiting to boil over. Don't you think so? Asked Juliet. Hermione sighed. It was bound to sometime, Jules. We might as well just wait for whatever it is to break and then deal with it. For now, I'm going to enjoy a splendid lasagna and let my diet go to hell. Don't even say a word about it. Juliet laughed. She had missed her sister. There had been a time when she had refused to accept help from Hermione, too. But those years were long gone. Now, Hermione was steady as a rock, and Juliet was grateful for it. She was grateful for the distraction, too, because she felt as if those hazel eyes and those lips that had brushed over hers so delicately had rocked her world. She needed something steady to cling on to. But she felt as if she was being swept away anyway chapter two michael was dazed as he brought the secretary